Welcome to Naturally Well, a podcast to help you live a healthier and happier life with a Nordic twist. I'm your host, Kate Turner, registered dietitian, personal trainer, Nordic Naturals nutrition specialist, and owner of Live Well with Kate. Today's guest is Todd Anderson. Todd started off being a walk-on at Michigan State University, to the NFL, to his current roles as a performance coach, co-founder of Dream Recovery, and co-founder of Synergy Dryland. One of Todd's notable collaborations was with Dr. Jennifer Martin at UCLA, where they explored the psychology of sleep and recovery. This partnership allowed Todd to deepen his understanding of sleep and its impact on overall performance. He pursued numerous continuing education courses related to sleep and has been sharing his knowledge on the subject for over five years, blending scientific principles with the challenges and temptations individuals face in society. Todd is a co-founder of Dream Recovery, a company dedicated to helping athletes and high achievers optimize their sleep and recovery. Through Dream Recovery, Todd has consulted for Fortune 500 companies, professional athletes across different sports, and celebrities, providing them with insights and strategies to enhance their performance. Todd's multifaceted background, combining expertise in fitness, nutrition, sleep, and overall performance optimization, positions him as a valuable resource for individuals and organizations seeking to maximize their potential and achieve their goals. In this episode, Todd shares his best tips for better sleep, including how mouth taping can not only improve your sleep quality, but also how you feel and perform on a daily basis. Todd, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you on and talk about one of, <laughs> I think, all of our favorite things is better sleep. Yeah. Um, but thanks so much for coming on. And I can't wait to talk a little bit more about mouth taping. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. I've been I've been talking a lot about mouth taping lately, so we'll have plenty of uh, plenty of ammo. I can't wait. So, Todd, we love to start off every episode with just you telling our listeners a little bit more, not even really about yourself today, but let's talk about how you decided to get into focusing on better sleep. Like, how did yeah. that become your focus out of everything that we, you know? that's at our forefront in the health and wellness yeah. industry. So well, it kind of stemmed at, it stemmed from really me being an athlete. Um, I, I wasn't the best, I was a little overweight as a kid and got into working out and it was kind of the underdog, ended up walking out at Michigan State. That was like my dream to play football at Michigan State. But when I got there, I quickly realized there was a reason why uh, I was walking out and other people had scholarships because like I was not near the level of ability that people had. So I just kind of became obsessed with human performance in general. I mean, it really stemmed from like initially, I think a lot of a lot of people, especially guys, get um drawn in for the aesthetic reasons when they're younger, like, you know, they want to bench press and, you know, do the things that Arnold did. And then it it transformed into the sports world. And, you know, I think I I had the realization a lot of people are having now a little earlier, but you know, this was twenty twelve, so a while ago, twenty 2010, I started digging into the research, how, you know, about hormones and optimizing everything and like sleep just as time went on, came up more and more. And then, you know, I started to realize, oh, this is like a big thing. Right. And so I was even someone in college where, you know, a lot of people in college just kind of, especially make that letting a rip, didn't think about stuff. And I would make sure not to go out before we had big lifts. And, you know, like it was in my head because because there was these initial studies where like testosterone drops when you when you didn't sleep. And that kind of got me bought in. And then as research progressed, um, I I was, you know, 
in the training strength conditioning world. I got to spend time with Dr. Jennifer Martin out of UCLA. She's one of the t- top sleep psychologists and started to realize like the impact it had, then started to do speaking on sleep. And when people would change their sleep and their sleep habits, the impact it had on their life was so profound. You know, it was very rewarding to me. And it, it's one of the few things, if you think about it, I think, I think nutrition is similar, but I actually would argue sleep touches more buckets and affects like the, the effect of sleep on nutrition as opposed to the vice versa, I think is more, more substantial. But, um, you know, I see people make these changes and it just motivated me more and more, um, to spread the, the good word. This was seven years ago. So seven years ago, like it's not like today, like I would be talking about some of the stuff people were looking at me, like I had three eyes, you know? And so, um, you know, I, I just, you know, people would make these changes. I would do these talks and, you know, it was really, really cool. And I think it's the most impactful change people can make, but also often it takes a, a back seat to other changes like exercise and nutrition. So then from that point, people started asking me for recommendations for products I would talk about and I never had any awesome answers. So I was like, well, let's just do this. Let's just do it. I mean, I've been around some, um, some of my best friends are, are very, very successful. And I'll say the only difference between people who are, have, have extremely high level of success, especially in business is, um, they're not any smarter. They just actually do everything they say where a lot of people are like, I had this idea and they don't. And the other, the, the most successful people just go. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to take a note on my buddy's book and let's just kind of rip it and see what happens. I love it. And you are so right, Todd. It's so funny. Like, you know, being a dietitian, obviously, yes, I think nutrition is so important, but I won't even start with a client unless we address sleep and stress first, because if you're not sleeping well, anything we do nutrition wise isn't going to move the needles, right? Like if your hormones are out of balance because you're not sleeping well. Or same with exercise, like you could be going to the gym five days a week uh-huh. or right or or what you know whatever people think is the right thing to do then, but if you're not sleeping well and you're not getting that recovery, you're not yeah. going to see the gains there either. So it's almost like you can be on that hamster wheel with nutrition and exercise if your sleep and for me also your stress isn't kind of in check um so i'm I'm here for it all, and yeah. that's why I'm so excited to talk about mouth taping because luckily I think more and more people are talking about it now as another strategy to help you sleep better. But I mean, you talk about like, I'm sure Todd, you've read the book. um, Yeah. Yeah. So we had him on here. If anyone hasn't read it, such such a great book. Great read, like super easy to read, like not not too nerdy. Like I I I mean, he crushed that book. We and we had him here on our podcast, and just the benefits to breathing through your nose versus your mouth are so astounding. And that's what I would like for you to share with our listeners. Um, and you know, what's the research? But then what have you also yeah. found for yourself when you know yeah. you find whether you just when you discovered mouth taping and what were the changes there so i think i think the first thing to talk about it is the research and what's really hard and I'm, I'm sure i'll get some pushback from some people but like with sleep research in general like a lot of the money goes to clinical 
issues, you know, like apnea, mm-hmm. people who already have some some illness or disease going on. So to take someone like you or me who is relatively healthy and make them feel better, there's not a ton of that going on. And so I think the research will catch up, but it's just not, it's not great data. But then when you take conceptually, which usually something like this starts as a conceptual idea, and then, then we have to prove it out. You know, when, when you do read the book, like, like breath, like when you just look at the benefits of nasal breathing everywhere from your nervous system to the air filtration, to blood pressure, um, and, and just, um, you know, longevity as a whole, when you apply those concepts, it, it makes sense that it's going to have a profound impact. And so that was my immediate experience. So about two years ago, I started taping my mouth, actually, shortly after reading the book. Um, I, did, I started, ironically, I started a night that my wife was coming home late from a trip. So like she came home, I was in bed sleeping with tape on my mouth. And she was like, is there like a kidnapper hiding in the closet right now? Because she had no, no idea. She's like not into that at all. Now she, now she does. But, um, so I, I think that like some, so this is actually, I haven't talked about this guy. I just got the results yesterday. So I started doing it two years ago and I was like, Wait, I, Todd, feel- I have a question. Were you before starting, were you a nasal breather or a mouth breather at night? Well, you're not so sure. This is what's interesting. And when I talk mm-hmm. to people, you, you only have your own perspective, right? Like you've never slept in someone else's body. And, and your sleep is so consistent that you don't feel drastic changes. I think when people make changes in exercise or nutrition, um, you know, there's a, there's a dramatic switch where sleep, there's, you know, there's, there are very few times where it's dramatic. It's very gradual. And so you don't feel this much. So I, I, I thought I slept fine. I, I, my whoop data was great. I slept eight to nine hours at night. I didn't wake up too often, but I, I was breathing through my mouth. The only, the only way I realized that is when I didn't have the tape because my mouth would be dry and I would just feel not as good. I felt so yep. good when I woke up. And so, and you'll get, and I'll get pushed back on, on some of the research because there's been some studies that don't exactly point out all the benefits, but I'm just, you know, and, and if people hate hearing their own, you know, examples, but I was like, I feel so much better. And then recently, I'm like, let's figure this out. Okay. I feel way better. And there's no doubt in my mind. I've tried it. I'm a, I try to be relatively pessimistic with modalities and stuff. And so there's no doubt. And so I, I did a couple at home sleep studies. When I didn't use a tape, I had 86 um, breathing disturbances throughout the night, which is considered mild sleep apnea. They recommended me go on a CPAP machine. So 86. When I taped my mouth, I had eight the entire night which is very low, not even close to being, you know, having apnea diagnosed. So I was like, okay, there's a reason why I feel so good, you know, like, and, and it makes such a difference. And what's been amazing, it was, what's really been, I guess, surprising to me. Like we have an athlete we work with. She's like a top 10 of the nation weightlifter, probably the most disciplined dialed in person I've ever been around as far as like schedule, doesn't drink, eats great her training is, is her life surrounds her training and her wellness. She started doing the tape instantly, like 25% increase in, in slow wave sleep, more REM sleep, fell asleep faster. Like the, the results are unbelievable, you know? And for so, and so I didn't think that taking someone like that and making them that much better. And that's, I think why the reason some of the research is lagging because there's just not funding for something like that. 
Well, yeah, Not, it's also they don't like to do research on healthy people, like in general. That's what I mean, it's like that. There's no population like yeah. that. Um, but I think the biggest things too are like what really gets people is like one, just the feeling good. I mean, I will say for myself, right? Again, anecdotal, but I've routinely, pretty much, I would say most of the night, I'm a nose breather because I just can't handle like, like if I have a stuffy nose or I have a cold and I yeah. have to breathe through my mouth, I have the worst night's sleep ever. Like, I can't, I just can't handle, like, the dry, ma- I don't know, there's something oh, about it, I can't well, handle once, it. Well, I think once you know, I, I can't go Oh, back. once you know, too. And I think the other thing, too, is the snoring aspect. So, like, you talk to anyone who sleeps with a snorer, and if you tell them that there's a chance that through mouth taping, there's a good chance that their yeah. partner may not be snoring next to them. That's going to get a lot of people. But can you talk a little bit more about that, Todd, and like well, why that so, is? Yeah. So, I mean, it's funny. Like, do you know the Buttery Bros at all from like CrossFit World? Anyway, it's like, I, I don't know. So, if I do. so, one of the guys, he's, a, he's an awesome dude. And um, he started mouth, I sent him a bunch of mouth tape. And I had been in the band with him about a month after I sent him the mouth tape. And his wife was there. And I was like, hey, I'm Todd, you know, and, and he was like, oh, this is Todd. He's, you know, he, he owns Dream Recovery. And she was like, she like stopped. And she was like, you saved our marriage. Like, like I can't, she like gave me a hug. And we probably, I've probably gotten, I mean, dozens of messages. Like we, I used to sleep in a different room, like, you know, couldn't figure it out. And so, yeah, on that, well, one, you know, snoring isn't just like, I think people think snoring is like kind of funny and like just a sound, but that's not a normal thing. You know, that's, that's a, that's probably a symptom of some type of apnea or disturbance going on. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, so about a third of the population snores and about two thirds of that population has some, some form of apnea on the, the spectrum for, for statistical data. And so I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a symptom just like anything else. And I think that a lot of times, and there's a variety of reasons why we snore or, or we snore more, but. Essentially, you're just not creating an efficient seal in your mouth and, you know, your, your nasal pathways aren't the easiest route for your body to breathe or not as efficient. So our body, you know, makes up for by opening our mouth and, 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 um, you know, it's, there's not a smooth pathway. So it creates that sound, whereas the tape basically creates that seal. And there's a lot of reasons, you know, a lot of people think, you know, we, we didn't breastfeed as much. So our, our muscles in our tongue are able to create mm-hmm. that. Um, orthodontics have changed substantially, like just the, um, philosophies in orthodontics and dentistry in general, they just used to be very like aesthetically driven. Um, and they would pull teeth and make sure everything was aligned. But now it's really about creating a big open airway and allowing people to breathe. So, um, dentists are really on board with, with mouth. Yeah, no, that's so interesting. You bring that up because I never thought about it. Um, my son had a lip tie. Um, and when they were checking his mouth, they kept asking me, like, does he breathe with his mouth open? Um, and they were making sure that he could put his tongue all the way to the top yeah. and have a closed seal. Yeah. So it's great. I mean, they're checking out that was at, you know, one years old. Um, yeah. so, but that also wasn't at like a routine mm-hmm. doctor's also, appointment though, that was at a specialty, but it's I mean, like it's, it's great. Too. You, you got to have somebody that's 
that's really bought in and proactive and learning, you know, yeah. doctors of all spectrums. So, mm-hmm. that's but, so uh, true. It, it's, yeah. And so, I mean, the other thing went from the um, oral hygiene side is, so like for me, again, my personal experience, my, my mom's too, is like, I brushed my teeth. Like I had awesome hygiene as a kid growing up and I would have a cavity every single time. I went hmm. to the dentist and I was like, I don't know what else to do. Mouthwash. I'm, I'm flossing. I'm, I'm going to brush my, three ta- or my teeth three times a day. And um, now it turns out like when you breathe with your mouth open, when, when your pH drops below like 5.4 in your mouth, it starts to kind of deteriorate, uh, you know, your teeth and your gums and the, the uh, enamel. Yeah. And so, like now they've done a couple recent studies. And, you know, when you, when you breathe your mouth open all night, it'll drop to like four, three and a half. So you're just creating this, this environment for bacteria and the breakdown of your teeth and, and plaque and cavities. Todd, do you know um, Dr. Seb? He's the biological dentist is his Instagram handle. I've seen, I've seen him on Okay, that, yeah. so we had him on the show. I feel like you are so up his alley. I mean, even I would listen to our episode. It was fascinating. Like, just I mean, it's like oral hygiene, but so much deeper with the research, everything that honestly we don't think of. He also is based in the UK, and I just think everyone outside in the US cares more about our our health in general. Well, it, well, um, just the system is set up in such yes, a way. Like, exactly. Yeah. But it, it was, I mean, it was so fascinating. All the things I feel like that we don't consider with our oral health and the things you can do. Um, but I feel like we have to address because the one pushback I get from a lot of people or the main one from mouth taping is like, finally, when I get to go to sleep at night, I just want to be comfortable. And the assumption that like mouth taping is going to be uncomfortable or if it is uncomfortable for the first couple of nights, like, can you talk me through that a little bit? Or for someone who's listening and they're like, taping my mouth does not sound fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally understand that. I mean, so, I mean, that was a, when we were making our product, that was like a, a huge focus. So like for us personally, we use or, like organic vegan silk, which is the best you can get for your skin. And we have like we medical grade adhesives that we, that we ship in, you know, that are brand name. So like, I would say our our product takes so much longer to make because that was a huge concern of ours. But it is, it's kind of weird. I will say that if you get a good, the different, when people say I'm going to just use like regular tape and 3M and all that stuff, I will say that stuff, it, or even like the ones that are like kind of like the X's and the plasticky material, that stuff is pretty uncomfortable. I've used it. I've used it all. And I'm, so like, if you get like a, a pliable, flexible, healthy materials and I literally will wake up in the morning and, and forget that it's on. All right. So I think that the, your choice and shape of the product is, makes a big difference. But after one night, honestly, I don't think it's uncomfortable at all. Like, and even unbiasedly before I even had it, like I, I, it didn't bother me. But when I had the smaller ones that were not like the stretchy material, it, it was a little tough. So I would say, you know, like anything, you kind of you kind of get what you pay for and make sure it's something that's um, like looks comfortable and it definitely needs to be you. Weirdly enough, you want like a two way stretch. You want it to stretch this way, but not this way. So some are four way mm. stretch. 
it's all wonky and like uncomfortable. So if you stretch it this way, and then if the adhesive is medical grade, you know, tested brand name, like it, it shouldn't be too bad. And then no, that's, that's good I recommend people starting awake, right? Like put it on for 30 mm -hmm. minutes, watch TV just to feel comfortable because there is, a, um, you know, a psychological side just. Yeah. yeah no, I like that uh, idea. Like almost like when you're, when you're starting to unwind, like if you're watching TV before bed or whatever, or reading, put mm -hmm. it on first. No, I like that. And you know what? I was just thinking about too, Todd, with, and we were talking about snoring as well. I remember when James Nestor was on the show, the author of Breath, we were yep. talking a lot about because he has a deviated septum and so does my husband. I would guess I do. I've never had it looked at by Brooke, my nose. I feel like most athletes do. Like, my, I think my husband broke his nose multiple times. Way. <laughs> yeah, I can see it a little bit. I like, broke it twice. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's the same as my husband. He broke it twice playing lacrosse and, you know, I keep trying to convince him to start taping his mouth because of what they found where even like your nasal passage can start to widen um, because my husband keeps being like, oh, like I need to get surgery. I need to get surgery, which, yes, I mean, he barely like has a nostril on one side. So I mean, it but, may but come to that, but we're also coming out with nasal strips to to pair up with it. Um, Which is great because I like I use nasal strips now, especially when like sick as well. Mm -hmm. But I will say my only issue with nasal strips, I love how they work and how effective they are. But I always Todd put like, you know, lotion or cream on my face yeah. before going to bed Hard. and they always fall off. So like the beginning, like especially if I have a cold or something, the beginning of the night, I get a really good sleep. And then when they start to fall off because of the oils on my face then it's tougher so but i notice a drastic difference in nasal breathing with that too so it's like tape your mouth set your passageway no. up on your nose you wear a sleep mask or no you know what i used to wear a silk sleep mask and now I'm gonna i just haven't stuff. i think i lost mine and i just haven't recently we, we i know you have those too right yeah yeah i'll send i'll send you some tape too so so it's, it's already oh, there that would your be husband, amazing your husband, your husband will be like oh you know i have to try it but <laughs> the we really push for athletes because um mm. the consistency in travel you so, know it's yeah it, it's so consistent and you don't know what you're going to get you could have a hotel room different time zone so you're trying yep. to sleep that the lights come you don't know what's gonna no happen. it's yeah. funny todd the two times even though i don't use it consistently at home anymore because actually we can get our room pretty dark we like invested in the blackout shades it's pretty dark but um when i'm traveling i always bring one and then the other part which i don't know i haven't seen if you guys have marketed to but mama's going into the hospital to deliver their babies because you're trying to get any ounce of sleep you can. It was a lifesaver having my sleep mask. Because, you know, during the night, they come in all the time to check your vitals, etc. And there's always like still some kind of light on and you want to be able to see your baby. So you want to leave something on. So you have your sleep mask on. And then the next day, you're trying to sleep during the day as well. And it's so bright in the rooms. So that, like yeah, I told you're actually everyone after my son, like, make That's sure it. in your hospital bag you bring your sleep mask so there's actually like a couple studies on on like icu and stuff with with yeah. sleep i mean think about how vital sleep is to mm, when you're healing mm -hmm. i mean in in they're checking stuff constantly there's lights there's sounds like all this stuff i mean that's probably where sleep should be the biggest focus 
Um, and oh my it's gosh, not Todd, adult. now I'm thinking like, you know, when you get on the airplane for some overnight flights and they actually give you, I feel like J- JetBlue always gives you a sleep mask. Yep. Hospitals need to start doing that. Well, and honestly, the, some of the data out there, like insurance should cover it because it makes a substantial difference. And it's kind of like the nutrition in a lot of hospitals. Like, well, we, or we might oh, be here because of that. You know what I mean? Like you're kind of, so um, I think that, yeah, like hospitals. Todd, I'm going to put you on this mission. I'm, like I'm like how so you are, were saying, just do it. You, I got to put you on this mission to connect with hospitals and get sleep masks. So our, our mask is actually in a clinical trial right now in that setting. So that's um, amazing. See, well, so, but I think that that's the most overlooked thing. Like when someone's coming out of a big surgery and, you know, there's all these lights and sounds. Also, your earplugs. And people waking you up. I know, like that should be such a um, point of emphasis. Like, how do we really allow this person to sleep well? Like that, like how is that not one of the first thoughts? I know, and it's not. It's not. It's but you are on the mission now to get sleep masks. I'm, fight, I'm fighting the good fight. <laughs> that's what. That's honestly been the coolest thing. Is like, um, similar to Nordic, you know, like yeah. There's nothing about it that's that's necessarily like self-serving. Like literally, we do it. Like when we get the messages about how it helps people, and like I'm just promoting. You can use whatever mask, every mouth tape you want. We're trying to make the best stuff out there. But like, it's just cool when people like feel so much better and the quality of their life goes up. Like that that's so rewarding, and it's been super fun. So totally. Well, it's like you just want people to do it in general. But obviously, like when we were talking about the mouth tape. You've experienced really uncomfortable mouth tapes. Definitely. If there was one that nailed it, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, exactly. And you, exactly. You just wanted to be able to recommend to someone, here's, and that's why, you know, so many people start there, whether it's their protein powder or, you know, it's because they just want to be able to give people the best recommendation. Exactly. Um, Which, speaking of, Todd, is there anything we haven't covered sleep-wise that you use or you recommend people use um when trying um, to support their sleep no no not not like from that perspective but i will say like you said before well two things if, if i were to say two things that maybe not everyone thinks about with sleep one the more data that comes out like your consistency in, in wake up time and bedtime is so much more impactful than probably anything else and so um, now, like some of the stuff coming out, like even every minute outside of 30 minutes of your norm uh, wake up time or bedtime is almost predictable impacts on your resting heart rate, heart rate variability, and essentially like your ability to manage stress. And then the other thing, like you were saying, I think people disassociate their stress throughout the day and sleep and um, a lot more stuff's going to come out the soon. sleep but- stress cycle. The worse you, you sleep throughout the, the day, you're not, yep. you, you can, mm-hmm. it's not a switch, you know? So, um, I think that, you know, you know, people one, I understand people have a lot of anxiety and there's a lot of, you know, racing thoughts and things. And those do tend to, you know, accelerate throughout the day, you know? And so, you know, we were, you know, I think framing sleep in the lens of a, a, a prep tool as opposed to a recovery tool really sets up the day, uh, in a way that that it should be framed. Like what I mean by that is like all the, the studies and the, and the research talk about how or sleep impacted the next day. 
right? Like how it, how it, um, your hunger hormones, right? Like when you're going back to nutrition, your hunger hormones, your recovery from exercise, like all those things are impacted. And then again, right, you're on the hamster wheel of like, but I'm, I'm eating so well and putting all this effort into eating well and exercising, but I'm not seeing any change. So, yeah, I think, so I think thinking about it in the lens of this is the start of my day. This is my, this is my platform to prepare myself for what's coming up as opposed to I'm recovering from the the day prior. Mm -hmm. And then, so you set yourself up and when you think about doing that, you know, like you're saying nutrition, like nutritional choices get substantially easier. You're more motivated to exercise. You're less motivated to drink alcohol. Like all the things fall in line when you frame it in a way of like, this sets me up for the best day possible, as opposed to like a reactive mentality. Yeah. And I think it's important to note too, like when people are trying to set their bedtime, I think something that's not spoken enough about is we get the most restful sleep between the hours of 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. So trying to be in bed the studies before, come that are yeah. wild. Before Did you see, 10 there, p.m.? There was a study come, um, that just came out, I want to say like two weeks ago, about like how much more sodium and fat you crave, depending on literally oh, just mm-hmm. the hours between yep. before midnight. Like, like how much impactful that it's was. It's wild. Which I'm actually surprised. The one thing I, I, I was curious of, though, is like, the lifestyle of somebody that let's say they get eight, nine hours, but they go to bed at one and wake up at, you know, 10. I'm just like, is, is that person more prone to like unhealthy stuff? I would guess yes, but I'm, I'm not sure. Well, I think you have to think about too, though, then Todd factoring in circadian rhythm and like the sun and when the sun goes down and that's kind of where they're finding this 10 and 2 a.m., like the most restful sleep. And that's worth like it's a good motivator too, like to be in at least for me to be in bed by 9 30, right? So at least I'm asleep. I don't need any more motivation. I'm I'm no, I know. (laughs) But it's it goes along too with like the sleep wake cycles and the sun Mm -hmm. and that in your circadian rhythm. But that's always a great motivator. So when like selecting your bedtime, keep that in mind. And then for me, my other like I don't even want to say secret weapon because I, you know, it's not a secret, but when we talk about sleep and stress, magnesium before bedtime for me is like, it, I I will never not use it because uh, yeah, it not I, only addresses like helping calm. Cause I'm like, I'm one of those people taught. It's like why I'm not falling asleep right away is if like a million things are running through my head, which I also find like writing them down on a piece of paper or, you know, in the notes section to get it out of my head. But like having that magnesium one to two hours before bed to calm my mind, calm my body physically too from like, whether it's my workout that day or just like, you know, carrying my child all all day. Um, Having that, but then it also addresses when you have low magnesium, it's a magnesium stress cycle. So when you have low magnesium, um, you're less likely to respond to stressors well. And most of us are low in magnesium in general. And then when you're stressed, you actually excrete more magnesium. So it just keeps going around and around. So for me, I'm like, if I can address both my stress and my sleep, and for me too, it just makes like, you know, again, that's more anecdotal, that it just makes me feel good. Like I feel like I'm calmer after I notice the nights, like if I don't take it, um, 
but that like I will never go anywhere without no. my magnesium gummies or capsules. So like it's I, just I'm a big gummy guy. Love oh it. yeah. And and I also have been taking them um taking magnesium a little earlier, like so I actually feel it. Because I, I was Oh yeah, that's what like, like two hours like right after dinner, I think is the best. Yeah, I, I uh and I love um giving, you know, that big gap before dinner or between dinner and, and uh mm-hmm. but yeah, like I used to take it like real close to bed and I didn't really, I mean, I would sleep good, but I didn't feel it as you much. You don't feel like that relaxation yeah. piece. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I've actually done it where I take it um, right before dinner. So I'm like on yeah. an empty stomach. I feel like I might have absorbed it a little better. I don't yeah. know. Like, but then I like really chill out because I, I really like the like a long wind down. Um, I try, I, I'm usually pretty like ramped up in a good way. Like I, I yeah. You know, during the day, and then I and I kind of like to really taper it down. No, I think that's a great plan. Well, Todd, thank you so much. This has been so helpful. Um, we love to end every episode with a little rapid fire Q and A. So, three questions. Okay. But first thing that comes to mind, it's really just for our listeners to get to know you better. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite de-stressing practice or support tool? Um, I would say sauna. I love I love sauna. I do it every oh, single yeah. day. Um. I think you develop some amazing relationships, just the way that it impacts on your brain and no phones and just it's, it's a rare situation in, in this day and age. So that's by far my favorite. I love it. Uh, coffee or tea? Coffee. I mean, mm, coffee. <laughs> I, How yeah, do you I take your coffee? Honestly, I don't like either. Uh, okay. I, only, I only do. I'll, I'll do iced coffee. Though. I like iced coffee. Maybe do you put anything of, in it? Cuts of cream. Half and nice. half. Love it. Old school. Um, yeah, that's I'm I'm old school too. I'm coffee with some some it's, half and half, and I'm good to go. The, the cream, the, it nothing disperses the way cream. No, disperses. but also what I love too, and I feel the effect of because I actually can only do like half decaf, half regular. I just get two amps on regular, but the fat in it does also help slow the release of caffeine, so I don't get that jolt, which I like. I get I get just enough jolt to like, like get jolt. my kids out the door. But I don't have like, you know, the sweating, like jittery feeling. Um, yeah. Okay. Last question, Todd. And this is my favorite one. What is your favorite home cooked meal? Favorite home cooked meal? I like a bison steak with sliced mm-hmm. sweet potatoes and asparagus. Oh, yum. I know that's like, it's so funny. It's like, what is it about just either like a piece of fish? A really good grass-fed meat, a sweet potato, and some type of green. Well, like, it's also just, like oh, it's so good. That's the only thing that I've mastered. So also that I'm. A oh well, no, it doesn't have to be. Role. It also doesn't have to be something you make. I'm also. Like your I, mom's I, cooking I will say or, I love. You know. I love Thanksgiving. I love it because I never eat that stuff. The combination. Uh-huh. I love. And I just pour a ton of salt. I love salty food and. um yeah, so that would and be like. I feel like Thanksgiving's all about like butter and salt, and it's like how can oh, you not the combination. It? It's also yeah. weird because like it's it's stuff that literally like you never have normally. Like no one's eating stuffing. Yep. No one's having like no. turkey. You know, I never eat turkey yet, other no. than so. I love it. Well, Todd, thank you so much. Where can people find you? Connect with you um, um, and learn more about your um your sleep brand as well. Yes, yeah, so DreamRecovery.io is the sleep stuff brand, and um. I'm on Instagram the most, I would say. So just Todd Anderson 42. Um, and, you know, people have questions about tape or, or um, sleep. Like I try to get 
back to people as much. If they message me, I love help people out. So um, I'm on there the most, I would say. Well, thank you so much. And then hopefully we'll connect again soon. Yeah, awesome. Thanks. This week's actionable step is to first determine if you breathe through your nose or your mouth when you sleep. If you discover that you breathe through your mouth, even for some of the night, try mouth tape for four nights and take note how you feel. And if you still need a little more encouragement and convincing, make sure to check out our episode with James Nestor to learn more about the benefits of nose breathing. Thank you for listening to Naturally Well by Nordic Naturals. For something to do in between episodes, follow me on Instagram at livewellwithkate, where I typically live on my stories, providing a variety of daily health and wellness tips. Naturally Well is hosted by myself, Kate Turner, and produced by Andrew Steven. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.